so much for joining us Thursday morning. Snow on the ground for pretty much most of central and southern Saskatchewan. Some areas getting a little bit more than others. Still very icy in parts of the province. Saskatoon and area got that rain earlier in the week, and it's never really left. You know, there was pictures online of kids skating down their bay literally throw their skates on, skate over to a buddy's house. Like it was just sheer ice everywhere you went. Now it's covered by snow, so it's not going away. It's making it very, very slippery. And we do know that some sections of the Trans-Canada Highway have been closed completely between Moose Jaw and Swift Current. Treacherous in there. They've closed it down. They're working on getting it open. But as of right now, if you check the highway hotline, it still shows Dark red. So don't go there, basically, is what they're saying. Check the highway hotline before you head out. Well, we talked a bit about this yesterday. Pretty big recent announcement from four prominent Sask Party MLAs announcing that they are retiring. And this adds to the list of SAS Party MLAs that are calling it quits. So just this past week, we heard Finance Minister and Deputy Premier Donna Harpower, Government Relations Minister Don McMorris, Crown Investments Corp Minister Dustin Duncan and Advanced Education Minister Gord Wyant. All are not planning on running in the next election. And you can add to that list Greg Ottenbright, Ken Francis, Don Morgan, Dana Skoropad, Delbert Kirsch, Fred Bradshaw, and of course Greg Lawrence going through some criminal challenges has already indicated he's not running. And Ryan Dometer, who was removed from caucus last fall after he was charged criminally with a prostitution charge. Uh, we still don't know if he's running, but he has been removed from the SAS party caucus. So that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. And there's lots of people now speculating. Does this mean anything? Does this, is it going to have, for example, an implication on the upcoming provincial election? I don't see it having a huge impact. I feel like people in in the province, they know how already how they're going to vote. They have they have it in their mind based on you know where their where their allegiance lies, where their politics fall, uh, maybe on how things have unfolded over the last number of years. Maybe they've always been voting this way. Maybe they've changed their their mind on how they're voting, and we hear from it every day. You and I talk every day through texts and through calls. So I'm not sure it's going to have a big impact on the upcoming election. I'd love to know your thoughts. So one eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. That line is always open for your texts and your calls. But I do have a quick interview that I want to do first with someone who can provide some analytical insight into this as well. Daniel Westlake, assistant professor in the Department of Political Studies at the University of Saskatchewan, is my guest this morning. He joins us from his office at the U of S. Daniel, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So we're seeing recently uh, four more ML have made the decision to step away from politics. And this is after a number have over the last few months in the Sask Party. What do you make of the number, which is, I think now sits at about 10 MLAs that have stepped aside from the Sask Party in terms of the upcoming election? My instinct is that this is a result of the party having been in power for quite some time and a number of people who may have gotten elected in in much earlier elections, uh, deciding that they want to move on to other things, either because, you know, politics takes its toll on people's time in office, um, and, I mean, 
you want to move on for personal reasons, you may not want the stress of that, or because they just don't see, they've done what they want to do in government or don't see opportunities uh, for further advancement in government. My instinct is that, you know, if you haven't, for, for those that aren't cabinet ministers, if you haven't been appointed to cabinet by this point, it's probably not going to happen, and that might be a reason to move on. I don't think this is an indication of weakness on the part of the SASC party. I would have liked to see, um, for, for me to believe that, I would need to see different polling numbers that we've seen, and the, poll, the numbers for the SASC party are quite good. So I don't think this is an indication of weakness on the part of the party. Is there any strategy that would have gone into all four announcing on the same day? Um, I'm not, I wouldn't think of one beyond just the fact that you want to get kind of new candidates and people um, ready to replace these people in place relatively quickly. And you also probably don't want um, kind of one announcement happening after another after another and it becoming a much longer news story. So I don't know that there's kind of a strong strategy behind it, but it's probably best to get it out of the way kind of in a single news story at a single point in time. So I guess it's kind of a strategy there, but I don't think I don't think there's any kind of three-dimensional chess going on. Daniel Westlake is my guest, assistant professor in the Department of Political Studies at the University of Saskatchewan. So uh, is the timing of this pretty common? We've got an election coming up this fall, late fall. Uh, the fact that people are making these announcements now, this pretty typical of what we would see in past election years? Yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense to me. It can take some time to get a new candidate in place and to then have that candidate ensure they've got the kind of organization they want to run in an election. So there's an advantage to having nominations done early, and you want to make clear to people who might be interested in running in these seats uh, that there are open nominations there and that these might be opportunities for them to run. So, I mean, if I was... if I'm a party strategist for the SASC party, I want this happening sooner rather than later uh, so that I can make preparations for the coming election. Daniel, you'd mentioned the recent polls that have been done, and clearly the SAS party is still polling very strong in the province. I'm curious, though, on your thoughts about potentially not this being indicative of the ability or the chance and possibility of winning the next election, but maybe does it speak to dissension in the ranks? Have you heard anything there? I haven't. I, I'm a quantitative political scientist. I tend to see these things from 3,000 feet up, and so I, I don't know what people in the SASC party are saying. That being said, from outside, it doesn't look like that's the case here. Um, and, and when there is dissension, I mean, that's the kind of thing that tends to get directed at the leader, and I'm not seeing any indication that Scott Moe's position in the SASC party is really under threat. So I'm not seeing any outside of evidence of that, no. So when you see a number of MLAs stepping aside, we heard about the four yesterday, but I believe the number is at about 10 right now. Does this shine uh, a positive light on a party like the SAS party in terms of an infusion of, of new people, new ideas? Um, You've mentioned they've been in, in power in the province uh, for quite some time. Is this a positive thing over the long haul for the SAS party? In general, in politics, I think it's good to be bringing new ideas and new people in kind of on a regular basis. I don't know that it needs to happen all at once. And, and my instincts around this is it, it doesn't, I mean, it's not necessarily a good or a bad thing that you have 10 people leaving and a large number of replacements coming in. There's still probably enough experience in this ask party that they're not going to, they're not going to lack experience. Um, at the same time, there's only so many spaces that can open up in cabinet for new ideas to come to
to come forward. So I, I think, so long as this is happening on a regular basis, it's probably fine. I don't know that it's either good or bad that we have it happening all at once before this election. Daniel Westlake is my guest, assistant professor at the Department of Political Studies at the University of Saskatchewan. Before I let you go, you know, we've had two SAS Party MLAs charged with criminal offenses in the last couple of months. The SAS Party, uh, certainly in the first case, moved very swiftly to distance themselves from the individual. He was removed from caucus immediately. Um, in the second case, the individual had already announced that he wasn't planning on seeking re-election. Uh, do things like this, are they a blow for a political party, no matter what your political stripe, uh, and were they handled correctly in this case? Yeah, I mean, it's obviously not good for a party to have this stuff happen, um, and I think, yeah, you want these people out of caucus as quickly as possible when this stuff comes up, and you want to make clear that as a party you're distancing yourself um, from these kinds of individuals. At the same time, the Sask Party's got a comfortable enough lead in the polls that a lot needs to go wrong for the party uh, for them to get into electoral trouble. Um, and so while it's bad for the party, it's probably not fatal for the party. Daniel, this has been a great chat. I appreciate your time today. All right. Thank you for having me. Daniel Westlake, Assistant Professor in the Department of Political Studies at the University of Saskatchewan, talking about the fact that just this week, four more fairly high-profile MLAs have called it quits. I mean, these names are names that we have gotten to know. Don McMorris, Gord Wyant, Dustin Duncan, Donna Harpower, people that have been doing politics for years, decades in some cases, deciding it's time. I'm not convinced this is going to have a huge impact. Some people are saying this is. And I'm curious to know what you think. Will these recent retirements, the high-profile MLAs that recently announced, will it have an impact on the upcoming provincial election? What do you think? one 332 8255 Your thoughts on this next on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME. morning i'm evan bray thanks so much for joining me just had a good conversation with daniel westlake assistant professor at the department of political studies at the u of s talking about and really asking his opinion about the significance of what we saw this week when four long-time long-serving saskatchewan party mlas and cabinet ministers announced that they wouldn't be seeking re-election for the 2024 provincial election gord wyant Don McMorris, Donna Harpower, and Dustin Duncan, the latest to add their names to a list that seems to be growing. I mentioned earlier Greg Ottenbright, Ken Francis, Don Morgan, Dana Skoropad, Delbert Kirsch, and Fred Bradshaw all had announced this earlier. Greg Lawrence as well, and Ryan Dometer was ousted from caucus. So no word yet on whether or not he will be resigning after his prostitution charge, uh, but no longer part of the SAS Party Caucus. And so part of what I you know, asked when I was chatting with uh, Daniel is, does this maybe show some, some dissension or a, a divergence of opinion within the SAS Party? You know, his opinion is there's no indication of that. Certainly, we're, we're, you know, there doesn't seem to be a question about Scott Moe as leader of the SAS Party. We're not hearing that. And, you know, it makes me feel as though this isn't going to 
have a significant impact in the election. And this is, you know, in no way am I saying anything negative about politicians in the province, but people tend to vote by political party as opposed to person. So if you look at Donna Harpower, who has been the MLA for Humboldt for a, a number of years, she's announced she's been reelected, well, reelected five times after being first elected in 99. She's decided to step aside. She's no longer going to do politics. Someone new will run for the SASC party in that area. People in that area will vote SAS party, NDP. They'll, they'll, they'll make their decision based on where their allegiance lies in terms of the political party that they, they follow. So I, I don't see this having a major impact, but I'm curious to know if you do. Like, do you think these recent retirements of a number of MLAs is going to affect the upcoming provincial election. Phone lines are always open for you, one 332 8255 or shoot me a text. People are texting in on the text line on this one. Tom texted in saying, having helped my MLA in the last couple of campaigns, I can tell you that when you get older, it's hard to keep up the pace. Miles and miles of walking when door knocking, being beat up in the media day after day, even though most are... You know, not paying attention to everything that's going on. When not sitting in the house, they're in meetings, they're traveling constantly. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> Believe me, they earn their money. So Tom is saying, this is a tough racket, right? Politics is not easy. You are, and you know, let's take political allegiance aside. I mean, you are beat up in the media on a regular basis. You are, you probably don't even look at social media. Because you don't want to, I mean, that's, that can be, especially Twitter. I'm, I'm actually off Twitter completely. And I'm sure lots of politicians, you know, it's a way to communicate quick, immediate information, but it is also a cesspool of negativity. And, you know, Tom's point is it takes its toll. So is it a surprise someone who's been doing this since 1999, both Don McMorris and Donna Harpower have been doing it that long? Is it a surprise that they're saying, you know what, we're, we're done. Lots of people are stepping aside. I also can't help but think, you know, within the SAS party, I'm not even suggesting there's a, there's a rift in there, but when you have a new leader step in, Scott Moe stepped, stepped in. It's been a, it's been a while now since uh, he took over from Brad Wall. You, you create a, a different team. You look at things differently. People kind of, move within the organization in terms of importance. Other people rise to the occasion, some step back. And so sometimes you have just a natural change that happens to a big organization. Uh, you know, when you go through not only having a new leader, which like I mentioned has been some time, but then you go through things like COVID and the pandemic, um, priority shift. We see this, this real, I would call it like a picking of sides in the province on many issues. You've got the SAS party lined up on one side, the NDP on the other, and I feel both are are kind of pushing out and less are focused on that middle ground. And we see that even through the conversations you and I have here every day. So maybe there's some of them that just say, you know what, I, when I when I ran, I felt like this was where I wanted to be, but right now I'm just not feeling like I fit in the organization the same way I once did when I first joined. Could possibly be it as well. And so a resurgence and a refreshing of people could cause things to change as well. Appreciate your your texts on this one. Uh, good conversation, and we'll continue to watch. Of course, we are going to be flipping into full election mode before you know it.
You're listening to 980 CJME and 650 CKOM.